what the party richter welcome to see what the party richter on this episode we'll be finishing up the second half of the movie summary and joe will be giving us the best names from the credits so we left off in part one with arnold's character having just escaped from the police station and then heading over to uh, Michael Rappaport's house or apartment where he interrupts Michael Rappaport and his virtual girlfriend as they're about to get busy. Anyway, let's start off with the last 15 seconds we heard of part one. But, you know, before that, how about we drop in on Michael Rappaport and his virtual girlfriend real quick? What do you say, huh? Honey, I'm home. Hi, sugar. Hello, my love. Have you been working out? You look so good. Thank you. I recorded all your sports programs for you. I thought maybe we could watch them together. I would like that. Hold on, please. Uh, anyway, so Michael Rappaport and his chair are interrupted by Arnold knocking at the door. He lets them in, and Arnold thinks there's someone in the apartment, but it just turns out to be Michael Rappaport's cat, which he definitely should have named Meowko Rappaport, but, you know, what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they, they uh, head to Arnold's house where they watch the other Arnold from the bushes, and I don't really have a name for him yet. So since in this scene he's working on his garage barn, let's just car, call him uh, Barnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Arnie pulls out his gun, sneaks up behind Barney, and takes aim, but then kind of retreats back into the bushes instead of shoot, instead of shooting him, where he tells Michael Rappaport, he's like, I couldn't do it. It would be like a, destroying a priceless work of art or something, you know? <laughs> so, uh, just then, Arnold's horny-ass wife comes out to the barn and starts getting kind of fresh with Barnold, which start like uh, which starts when Arnold's wife gives him a cigar and then mentioning that smoking is illegal in 2015, because this movie took, takes place in yeah. 2015. I oh. forgot to mention that part, but yes. Ah, I did not know that. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I didn't hear them mention a time. Oh, no, it doesn't. I, it's part of the trivia that I was supposed to add stuff into there, but yeah. But yes, this movie takes place in 2015. Got it. Uh, but yeah, it's illegal. So anyway, uh, Rappaport and Arnold are watching, like, are watching it happen until they're interrupted by Arnold's daughter finding them. So Arnold takes her back inside. Kid is such a fucking cockblock, man. Yeah, seriously, it's true. Peeping Tom Arnold Schwarzenegger cockblock, you know, like <laughs> fucking. <laughs> anyway. Uh, inside the house, Arnold pulls, puts his daughter to bed and apologizes after she mentions that he locked the dog outside by saying, like, this is when I start writing the lines and I'm sorry, I haven't been myself lately. So I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) he then notices Yondu's car pull up while over in the garage, Arnold and his wife start kind of like getting busy. So, uh, Arnold greets Yondu and Talia at the door and pretends that he's the regular Arnold and is joined by Mike. Uh, a second later by Michael Rappaport, right before Oliver starts barking at them. So Barnold and his horny wife hear the barking. So he kind of like takes a quick detour to go check on the house before continuing his journey to Boneropolis. Um, <laughs> Arnold and Michael Rappaport head back to uh, Rappaport's apartment and Arnold accidentally sits down in his sex chair. <laughs> the virtual girlfriend pops up for a second and Arnold like seems like super happy before realizing that he's probably sitting in his buddy's jizz. So he like jumps out of the chair and like immediately begins fucking shaming my- Michael Rappaport for his fucking sex chair. Yeah, dick move, bro. Yeah, seriously. So Rappaport tells him that Arnold smoked a cigar, his cigar and then was about to fuck his wife. And Arnold definitely seemed more upset about the cigar. Yeah. But, you know, they're, yeah. they're illegal. So, I mean, kind of makes sense. He smoked my stogie. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why that voice is kind of Yoda-ish, but. <laughs> stogie he smoked, he did. Hmm? <laughs> Sorry, I do like two voices and one is Batman and the other one's Yoda. That's about all I got. 
What's the, what's so. the Batman one? <clears throat> Where is he? That's pretty much it, yeah. Now do Batman as Yoda. Oh, I I can combine him. <laughs> is he where he is? <laughs> That's Batman it's, uh, Yoda. Bale, so. Bale Batman, right? Yeah. That's okay. about the only two voices I can do. Uh, all of a sudden, Rapport is shot by the snowboard dude that killed that uh, killed him and Drucker in the helicopter at the beginning. So Arnold like manages to shoot him as they're wrestling around, and the snowboard dude runs out of the house. Arnold checks on Rappaport, finds him dead, and then somehow manages to resist hopping into the sex chair for a few minutes. And instead, <laughs> like goes after the snowboarding dude, which was nice because I probably would have like taken advantage of that sex chair. But I mean, you know, yeah, his virtual girlfriend's single now. You know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that apartment's basically his now, right? So he can he can come back. Look at so, me. Uh, Look you at follow- me. I'm the Michael Rappaport now. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it's somehow that ends up in every episode. I don't know why. Uh, he follows him to the garage where a snowboard dude crashes his car because he's pretty much dying after being shot, which I kind of like how the only car that they aged was the Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. But- so, um, th- I, I noticed this too because, um, this scene made me sad because Laura and I had a beetle that recently got totaled because some ass hat cut into the top. And he crashes into a 5.0 Mustang, which is old Mustangs are my favorite, like the 80s, 90s one. So that whole scene made me sad. But those two cars made by Volkswagen and Ford, and they're all beat up and shitty looking. So uh, the rest of the vehicles that are oh, all yeah. new and shiny or like old and classic are all GM vehicles. So it's another <laughs> thing of the product placement. Like, look at these fucking... This hippie murder fundamental Christian guy drives this shitty beetle and a crescent in this shitty Ford. <laughs> Our GMs are so much better than that. So, yeah. It's true. Uh, so, uh, Arnold pulls him out of the car and the snowboard dude starts reciting the Bible verse we saw at the beginning. And were either of you actually surprised that it was like a, re- re- it was a religious zealot like pulling this shit off? Uh, no. I, no, because earlier in the... Uh, so, I have a couple notes on this. First of all, he has like a lot of trouble fighting this trip guy for somebody who literally like ripped bolts out of cement an hour ago and like uh, snapped a dude's neck without thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Trip's I'm just, been... He's having a lot of trouble with this middle-aged dude. Trip's been shredding that gnar, dude. Fucking <laughs> snowboarding gets you ripped, man. It's a whole body experience. Yeah. So I'm sure his calves are like ripped, yeah. but I don't know about the rest of them. I wonder if he jumped up like uh, fucking Sonya Blade. Grabs it, grabs him, <laughs> yeah, like, grabs him with the, his fucking legs. Uh, and then the other thing that I thought was weird is like he he shoots what's his name Michael Rapport, and then comes inside and he's he's like trying to negotiate with Arnold. He's <laughs> like, "I'm not here for you," and it's like he was a freak of nature. And it's like, "What are you talking about? Like, you know that Arnold's been cloned too, right?" He does know that because he, he just mentions yeah, he mentions it a second later. So it's like, why does he not want to kill Arnold? That doesn't make any sense. It's too high or from may- fucking maybe- snowboarding. Yeah. <laughs> get a shit right. Um actually, uh it would make a lot more sense if he was just like a crunchy white dude, you know? It's all into like organics and shit. Because that would a make white, sense for the snowboarding. Uh, what? White dry well, like a dre- had dreadlocks and shit. Yeah. Does it make sense with like <laughs> yeah. the snowboarding and like it's not right, man. It's like GMO, but for people, man. And then he's driving like a beetle and everything, you know. Um, so, but then he wouldn't be able to say like you know the the prayers and the lines there at the end. So like, ugh. maybe like the screenwriters are waffling between like hippie white guy and 
religious guy yeah. and just kind of like merge the two. The so the snowboard zealot tells Arnold that he killed Rappaport and Fitz, but that uh, Robert Duvall cloned both them and Arnold. And I feel like like this is the fucking type of dude that would be trying to convince people during a lockdown, like during a pandemic, that lockdowns are stupid because only one percent of the population is going to die. It's like, come on, like you know, same fucking type <laughs> <Yeah>. of dude. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So like, basically, what I'm trying to say is like, fuck this dude. But <laughs> so sorry, drinking while I wrote that. But uh, anyway, so snowboard dude notices that Yondu <laughs> y- notices Yondu driving up, and tries to get Arnold to shoot him in the head because he knows people that work in Robert Duvall's lab. Arnold doesn't do it, so snow- Snowboard Dude shoots himself in the head, which, enjoy hell, asshole, because you can't fucking commit suicide, so <laughs> fuck you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> very true. Yeah, but he kind of got off on a technicality, because he didn't use... The gun was in Arnold's hand, you know? Oh, if, that's if a there good were, point. If there were any lawyers in heaven, if, if <laughs> no, any of them made it like he said, he said fucking Peter's gate. He's like, come on. The, yeah. gun, the gun was in fucking Arnold. Like, uh, yeah. his hand. And Peter's like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, wait. And he looks back in heaven. Are there any lawyers here? And everyone's like, no. They're all. <laughs> Sorry. That's some old boomer humor there. It was like turning into a Simpsons episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so uh, Yondu arrives with Talia, and they have a shootout with Arnold, and he ends up blowing off Yondu's foot with his laser gun before shooting Talia's fingers off. He then uses her severed thumb to start <laughs> and steal their car and then heads to his airfield. Yeah, that guy, um, Yondu, he lost his hand in Walking Dead. Yes. And then he loses his foot here. So. Oh, yeah. The the shit's going rough for him. Yeah. Losing a By lot By the of way. Limbs. Actually, I'll I'll wait for that. But uh, okay, so uh, we then go to Robert Duvall chilling with his sick wife before a doctor tells him that his wife has cystic fibrosis, which I guess is a childhood disease. I had no idea. But so the doctor leaves, and Duvall tells his wife, he's like, "Yo, girl, we're gonna clone your ass." But his wife tells him she she's like, "No." She then mentions that she's a clone, and his real wife died five years ago. I get too excited, and then I start talking too fast, and then I can't talk. Apparently. <laughs> So, Robert Duvall kind of begins pleading with her to reconsider, but then his wife tells him that it's okay, that she's ready to go, and damn, there's there's like a better movie hiding out of this movie, which is sad. Definitely. Yes. Uh, which I don't, the, the stupid thing is, is I don't fucking, I, I like this movie, but like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Talk, well, yeah, get there later. But anyway, so uh, we then go back to Arnie, arriving at the New Organ Labs, where he uses Talia's thumb to gain access, which I guess doesn't actually work. Like, just in case you guys, like, are ever, like, presented with this, like, situation, the opportunity. Like, I guess it's something about dead tissue not working and then something with the, uh, it having no, like, electric current going through it. So, like, if you actually... Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess those thumbprint readers, like, touchscreens and stuff work from, like, electrostatic yeah. stuff. Hmm. I always did wonder that, like, if I died, would somebody be able to unlock my phone no. and look at my porn? So... Says <laughs> so my porn. So... <laughs> Scientists say it doesn't, but then there's a couple people, like, there's a couple stories that I found that were like, yes, this, this person did, this person did, but it's always like a, like an hour or so, so it wouldn't work the next day, like, fucking Arnold takes their thumb, like, what, yeah. at least 12 hours later, and anyway, oh yeah, so he walks in with the mini cooler, which he tells the security guard is a virus for, uh, for Robert Duvall. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just saying it's a bad door. Like, he doesn't call in to see if he's got an appointment. He doesn't call in to say maybe that biohazard thing should be in something besides a duct-taped cooler or anything like that. He's just like, well, I don't want to touch it. This is 2000, baby. Like, we ain't got no 9-11 yet, you know? <laughs> no, this is 2015. We've definitely know, had a 9-11. That's when it was written. 
<laughs> I, I disagree with all this because um, basically all the security guards until like the fucking end, the like in shootout, they are not laying down their lives for this company. And I appreciate that. <laughs> this guy's like, I ain't touching no fucking sure. uh, flesh eating virus. And the guy that Arnold like puts a gun to later, he's like, all right, I'll show you around. Like, just don't shoot me. Like, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then later, I'm, you know, I'm fine with that. Like I said, I just would. He probably should have made a phone call or something to confirm ah, with somebody. It. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Um, later, like Arnold's holding his gun. These guys like my daughter's coming up. You know, just say, have a good day. And they're like, all right, cool. Like, just don't shoot <laughs> yeah. them. Like, good yeah, for those guys. Don't kill me. <laughs> yeah, it's not the fucking Secret Service, you know? They didn't, they're not the Kingsguard or anything. There's security <laughs> guards at a fucking company. It's true. Mm-hmm. Probably making $15, oh, sorry, $45 an hour. Future. Uh, so uh, he inside the lab, Duvall looks over his wife's looks over his wife's DNA scan and finds out that it actually does contain contain cystic fibrosis and that she was expected she wasn't expected to live more than five years. He then looks up at the douchebag quarterback Johnny Phoenix and finds out that he was cloned with a liver cancer genome and is only expected to live for two years. Uh, yes, about this um, two years to live with Johnny Phoenix. He signed a fucking lifetime contract. Like, maybe the GM of the team should have been like, oh, he signs a four-year contract, so when they clone him, you know, they give him four years. But it's like, mm. but, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, whatever, they can just clone him again. But at a certain sure. point, if it costs him $1.2 million to clone somebody, how many times is he going to clone the fucking quarterback before it's a net negative, you know? It's true. Mm-hmm. We then go back to Arnold, who takes a gun out of the cooler he was carrying, and then attempts to use Talia's thumb again to access an, eleva- an elevator, but accidentally drops it. The, secu- the security guard asks if he can help him, and Arnold is like, I just dropped my pin. I'm all thumbs today. With, with like a shitty, <laughs> shitty <laughs> grin on his face that like, he like seriously seemed like he wanted to explain the joke to the security guard. He's like, no, but seriously, like, look, I have a thumb. Like, it is fun. like it's a good joke, you know? <laughs> yeah. I really like this... Uh this Arnold character that we've created who just really likes explaining his jokes, <laughs> you know, like afterwards. You're like, yeah, we get it, Arnold. He's a, he's a big comedy Which, fan, yeah. but he like needs to explain everything. Well, they, they always cut away like right after the joke and you're like, yeah. the, the, like with, with him never explaining the joke. So it's just like, how would they get, understand why that's funny? <laughs> yeah. You don't get it. Like, okay, so I dropped him off a cliff. I said, you know, the, yeah, anyway. Um, I had to like I had to let him go, you know, because I dropped him off the cliff. Well, like, what'd you oh, fire him? No, no, like, you know, the cliff. Like <laughs> Or like what if that was that true lads? Like you're fired. He's like, No, no, I I said I said you're fired like yeah. <laughs> like the guy can't You don't understand, he was literally fired from a missile on the plane. <laughs> I mean he couldn't hear me, like the plane's really loud, you know, but like <laughs> exactly. I assumed he got the idea. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I told my daughter right afterwards. It was we had a laugh. <laughs> His daughter gets in the plane before he hugs her. He's like, "You won't believe what I just told the guy that I shot to the Mesa. You're fired." <laughs> like, oh yes, it's nice to see you too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, downstairs, Yondu arrives with his gang, and Stephen Dorf uh, starts talking about how his neck hurts from being broken, broken, and then just starts kind of complaining about having never seen any proof of life after death. Which, by the way. It would have been great if every time they cloned him, he looked more and more like Steven Dorf until like the last time they do clone him, <laughs> he's just like played by Steven Dorf. So like all of a sudden it's like Steven Dorf, you're like, holy shit. 
I knew it. But yeah, <laughs> like they're just slowly trying to like Stephen Dorff's dead and they're slowly trying to clone him and they finally get it at the last one. <laughs> um, another thing with this scene and I guess the stuff in general is like, like, oh, we get the SIM core and that's your memories up until that point. But Stephen Dorff just got cloned and then like 20 minutes later killed again. So but then he's like, my neck hurts. So does he know? The last him got died from a neck. See, thing, or there was they. They said that they can do it after death, right? So at Repet, the guy was saying that they can. I do think it was like twelve hours. A brain scan of a dead dog. Yeah. yeah. So if they do it within twelve hours, it'll be everything up to their death. Uh, okay, gotcha. I forgot about that. Um, I think the only the only time they have a problem is if the brain gets damaged. Oh. Okay. Well. Well done, screenwriters. You close that loop. But uh, also, he's he's still dumb because he wouldn't remember if he saw a bright light because that's post death. <laughs> mm. True. They should have mentioned that. Like you fucking idiot. But oh, the, uh, Yondu also <laughs> mentions that they've all been cloned a bunch of times too. Anyway, Talia tries to enter the building, but is told she's already inside, and they figure out that Arnold is uh, in the building. So Arnold upstairs. Arnold tries to use her thumb, but it's been deactivated. So he takes one of the security guards hostage, who then leads him through the labs. But quick question. So we're assuming that both Yondu and Talia just like fucking killed themselves after they lost their finger and foot, right? Because like that motherfucker doesn't look like he's walking around a peg leg. Yeah, I think I assume what would happen is you go in and they'd like take your sim, put you out, like knock you out and then just kill you and then just clone you then. Basically euthanize you? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I assume. I don't know. Okay. Just curious. Like, yeah. So Yondu and his men tell Fitz that Arnold's in the building and, and uh, Fitz tells them to get his wife and kids. Meanwhile, the security guard leads Arnold through the cloning labs to Robert Duvall's office, who gives him uh, his SIM cord, Arnold's SIM cord, and tells him that they took his SIM cord when he did the vision test at the beginning of the movie and that they only cloned him because they didn't know that he and Michael Rappaport switched places when the snowboard zealot, like, shot them both. He also gives Arnold mm-hmm. Drucker's SIM cord and tells him that the real Drucker actually died three years ago. And if anyone found out, Drucker would, Drucker would be destroyed because clones have no rights and can't own anything. So Drucker Fitz will do anything to get rid of Arnold. Yeah, so the security guard is, like, cool. He's like, all right, whatever, I'll take you to the fucking place. And then Arnold immediately knocks him out. So, sucks for that guy. Also, mm-hmm. I have in my notes, uh, why are you telling us all this, Robert Duvall? And, oh, that is why. Because yeah. immediately afterwards, he's just like... Yeah, he's given up, basically. Yeah. He's like... It's, yeah, because yeah, he found out about his wife and he's yeah. pissed off. Yeah. yeah. So, nice little tie-up there, screenwriters. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like, we're, did you watch it? Did you do what I, uh, Eric and I did for the first, like, Terminator Genesis, and you watched it drunk? And you're, like, watching it drunk, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, plot holes, and then you watch it sober later, and you're like, oh, that's actually not a plot hole. Um, I was just super drunk. Uh, I honestly <laughs> don't remember the second half of this movie the first time I watched it. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no, you're on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was just too much information. Gotcha. Uh, so back at the school. Nope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we then cut to Talia and Terry Crews breaking into Arnold's empty house, finding out that they're at his daughter's re- daughter's recital as Terry Crews just like starts, like I said, chugging that fucking bug- Budweiser very aggressively. Uh, I, I didn't uh, really care that he was stealing a beer. I was like, that's pretty understandable. He's mad. He 
you know, took a beer. That's pretty harmless. I don't know why he immediately like just throws stuff out of the fridge. <laughs> yeah, that's like, great. That, that, just, like, that was a weird move. Shit out of the fridge. Exactly. He just <laughs> it opens the fridge and angrily slaps stuff around and throws it out and then grabs himself a beer. Well, he's pissed. I mean, earlier, like, he went to kick down a door and instead of opening the normal way, like, he kicked down the entire fucking door. Like, he went <laughs> flew true. back. Terry Cruz is pissed. Yep. Terry fuse because he just blew his fuse. Yeah. <laughs> any any thoughts, Joe? No, that that was that was my point. He just kicked okay. out the entire door. But uh so uh back at the labs, Arnold leads Robert Duvall through a corridor as they're spotted by security cameras. Duvall tells him that if Fitz can't kill him, then he'll kill Barnold. <laughs> Barnold. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so Arnold handcuffs Duvall. Arnold handcuffs Duvall to a fence, then heads to the school recital. Okay, so did we notice that Arnold was trying to hide his face from the cameras using a computer monitor? No, no. <laughs> he's walking down. He's walking down the hallway with a gun up against Robert Duvall's back, but he's hiding his face with a computer monitor, like they're going to be looking at the screen and being like, "Well, I don't know who that guy holding the Robert Duvall hostage is, but we got to keep looking for Arnold. That couldn't be him. Yeah, that's not him. Come on." <laughs> uh, so uh back at the school barnold and his horny wife notice that their daughter isn't on stage uh because she never came back from the bathroom so his wife goes to check the hall where she finds the kid cornered by a couple of attack dogs terry cruz and talia walk up and say that they both have to come with them and we see barnold like walking into the hall and then chasing them outside before being shot at uh, he runs inside, uh, Barnold runs inside to call the police, which is pointless because he gets a fucking automated operator. Yeah, that is the dumbest 911 system in existence. Yeah. So he's like, come on, as uh, Arnold runs in and then tells him that he needs his help to rescue his, uh, help me rescue my family, and then punches him out for smoking his stogie, or fucking his wife, one of the two. <laughs> okay. So you're familiar with the, um, I guess, philosophical question of, could God microwave a burrito so hot that even he couldn't eat it? Yeah. Okay. Well, the yeah. answer to that is always yes, if that's what God intended to do. If he wanted to make a burrito that hot, he could do it. Um, the real question is, could Arnold punch so hard that it would knock Arnold out? Like, is there a way one Arnold could punch another Arnold that that Arnold would be knocked out? Or would that Arnold always be able to take a punch from another Arnold? So feel free to think about that, discuss, you know, um, there is no true answer. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, these are the hard questions, man. Yeah. This just got deep. See, like, smart movie for stupid people. Say it again. (laughs) You're bringing up those deep questions. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, So, uh, Are you implying that question stupid? No, I'm saying that's a smart question, but this movie doesn't have the... Like they were just they they dumbed it down for people, so you know they didn't bring oh. they didn't address mm-hmm. it the way they should have. Yeah, okay, I, I choose to believe that. Yeah, plus Don't it was know. a stupid question. So no. <laughs> I just no. you're a stupid question. <laughs> That's that is true. So uh, okay, so question then he, that nobody uh, asked. Yeah, burn, <laughs> suck it. So. He calls up Fitz, tries to make, or and then makes a deal to uh, trade Fitz's SIM cord for his family. He then go, we then go to the airfield where Arnold and Barnold are bonding while making what I think is thermite. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so because it like melts through the table. Yeah, so we uh, go back to New Oregon, where Robert Duvall walks into uh, 
Fitz's office and tells him that his wife is dead. Fitz kind of starts to apologize, but Duvall's like, shove it up your dick. I know about the defects you've been embedding into the clone's DNA. So Fitz tells him that it, like, doing it to his wife was a mistake, which just sounds funny. And, uh, <laughs> but that it's a security protocol to basically blackmail the people that he clones into doing what he wants and making them keep their word on, like, the deals that he, that he makes with them. So he then tells uh, Duvall to clone his wife again, free of charge. But Duvall's like, nah, bro. I promised her I wouldn't bring her back unless the Eagles got back together. And then Drucker's like, fucking the Eagles, really? And Duvall's like, yeah, well, we're old and we're white, so we love Hotel California, you know? <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, anyway, Duvall tells people that he's done cloning people. So fucking Fitz, Fitz tells him that he's going to clone him and his wife anyway, and they won't remember, like, her dying or anything else. So, and then he shoots him. Uh, yeah, so two things. A, that scene with the two Arnolds just makes me so goddamn happy. Yeah. there's something about it. I just like two Arnold's bullshitting with each other mm-hmm. it sounds amazing um it it sounds like a it's it's like a uh something that someone will make on YouTube of, of like clips that they mixed up from different Arnold movies where he's talking to himself <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we should make twins too but it's just two <laughs> Arnold's yeah deal with that uh also so if they clone Robert Duvall would that be Robert Tuval? <laughs> Because it's the second one. <laughs> okay, that's, that's all I got. I'm sad I didn't uh, think of that. <laughs> or Robert Newval, because was... he's the new one. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, I was just going to say, I think it was in this scene that I noticed, like, man, these these laser guns are pretty cool, yeah. but also, like, a fucking terrible idea. Because if you shoot a person, they just go right through until they hit something metal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you're going to end up, there's a lot of people who are just going to die because a, a, a particular laser randomly went way down the street or something. <laughs> I actually have it in my notes, too. Like, if you shoot a, if you shoot like a bullet in the air, you know, like, it's going to come down to the ground eventually. So what happens when you shoot a fucking mm-hmm. laser in the air, you know, does it just keep going? Does it like dissipate at some point or does it like fall to the ground and explode a little bit? Uh, I don't know because pre- presumably it's like a plasma something or other. And I don't know if that would come back down or not. So it just I don't keeps know, going up into space. I, I, I guess. Cool. Or something. I have no idea. But yeah, they're just like <laughs> lightsaber guns essentially yeah they just go through anything until they hit something metal. I, don't, I don't know that just seems like a really terrible idea yeah yeah guns are a pretty terrible idea themselves true so very true um at least like these lasers they're kind of slow so you might get mm-hmm. like a chance to like dodge it you know they seem to be going like baseball speed like uh yeah like professional baseball pitchers like yeah. star wars speed right yeah like 100 miles an hour yeah. which sounds fast but like y- you got time to like compared to a bullet. Yeah, you got time to like, and you can fucking see it. You got time to jump out of there. Yeah. Like, if, plus they make that sweet muzzle flash every time you shoot it. Yeah. And the pew. So you're like, whoa, <laughs> what the fuck. I don't know where that's coming from. They should definitely do like this is all Star Wars shit. Like someone's got to invent a lightsaber, right? If if they have the technology to make these laser guns, lightsabers can't be that far behind. Exactly, because like I don't know. Maybe maybe they're maybe they just can't figure out how to contain it. I guess, but they already I don't know. They but, already figured out how to contain yeah, it within the gun. If it, yeah. Well, I mean, like 
within that little whatever you call it, like yeah, plasma clip, bowl. basically. Yeah, but yeah, but then the the uh, the lightsaber would have to be made like it wouldn't. It would just be like a big metal rod that has the plasma inside of it. So this this is the stupidest fucking conversation. Yep. <laughs> trying to like break down i I don't mind believe me but i've been trying to invent a lightsaber since i was six years old so (laughs) believe me i've done the thinking (laughs) it's like no no that's not gonna you're just like no that's not gonna work i've already been through that no no yeah that that's a road we don't want to go down yeah no it won't work and i'm like trying to break it down like trust me trust me i've been here just (laughs) no do you want me to explain to you why why this won't work? God. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, shoot. Some. We then go to Arnold arriving at the meeting spot via helicopter at the same time as Yondu, and then Yondu and Tal- Talia blowing up the chopper. But jokes on them, though, guys, because uh, Arnold wasn't in there. He was controlling that chopper remotely, which we see as he lands on the new organ in lab helip- helipad. He shows the security guard the flight contract he was given by Drucker's people at the beginning of the movie, and they let him in, but then find out that he's in the building after Drucker tells him that he didn't order no chapa. So Arnold goes around shooting out all the security cameras while having a shootout with some guards before Yondu tells him that Drucker wants to talk to him to make the exchange. So they take him to Drucker's office, and he shows Arnold his family being held in an office before telling Arnold that, oh my god, he's actually Barnold. He is not Arnold. Motherfucker's a clone. He then proves it to him by telling Barnold that he'll have a dot on the inside of his eye if he's a clone, which he does. Although, I mean, come on, that looks like a fucking whitehead. So, like, and apparently Callie's got, even, like, an even worse case of whitehead. Like, fucking, she's got a sty in that Stag. eye, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Drucker, Fitz says to uh, tell him where Arnold Right, he proves it, but okay, yeah. So Fitz says to tell him where Arnold is, and that they tell him where Arnold is, and they can kill him, and uh, Arnold can take over his, like his place. And they makes a speech about how he almost has enough control over the votes to change the cloning laws, and then like you know, bam, immortality. And he actually makes some pretty decent points, which Arnold responds to by telling, like, telling him like, "You should clone yourself while you're still alive, so you can go fuck yourself." Which was a- <laughs> Which I'm like curious, like how far into the conversation he thought of that. And he's like, "Come on, sit me up, sit me up, you son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, he had to work pretty hard for that one. Yeah, yeah. that is probably the best line. Also, this movie's rated PG-13, so I'm pretty sure they saved the one fuck for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, any comments for that little scene in the office? Uh, I just think Tony Goldwyn makes a pretty good uh, bad he guy. He does, like a pretty convincing, Definitely. like smarmy asshole bad guy yeah is that what he is in that show <laughs> uh well he's like the president so there's all these scandals i don't know i catch like random parts of random episodes because laura's always watching it so wait I don't what's really the show know. scandal scandal oh okay. uh, i was like wait is- Carrie like Washington. Like yeah yeah i know show. so i don't know who's good or bad i think that's kind of the mm. point because it's, it's a scandal yeah there's always a scandal or something show Show sounds scandalous as fuck. Anyway, so uh, Yondu goes and so Yondu and his goons knock out Barnold and do the eye test thing, so they can like read his mind, find out where uh, fucking Fitz's syncord is. They then notice that Arnold was actually in the helicopter when he arrived at the labs, but they didn't notice because Barnold smashed all the fucking security cameras. We then go to Arnold, who used to be Barnold, but is now Arnold. But you know he's yeah. yeah. Anyway. 
He's in <laughs> what seems to be like an oxygen room, which I'm assuming like at the first thought I was like, what the fuck? This is convenient, but it's for I'm assuming it's for the fucking uh, marinating clones. Anyway, yeah. so he straps some thermite to the tanks before cutting the power to the building. Meanwhile, uh, once it's dark, Barnold grabs fucking Fitz right before Steven Dorf shoots at them and hits Drucker or hits fucking Fitz instead. So Barnold drops him, dives out the window of the lab below. Probably like, going, yeah, as he hits the ground. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, Arnold busts into a room that his family is being held in and shoots Terry Crews. And it's right here where I kind of realize like how much Yandu's fucking crew just sucks at their job. Like, yeah, they're bad. Yeah, like if this was Commando, like Commando Arnold, this movie would have been over in like a half hour, but we still would have got like forty set, <laughs> like like at least forty seven shots of Commando Arnold looking at his watch. <laughs> <laughs> just like after he kills them all, he's just like, "What do I do now?" Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, just keep looking down at his watch. Yeah, and he's got the same watch from the eighties as he got in two thousand or two thousand fifteen. <laughs> um, but uh, this uh, Terry Crews isn't very Terry Crewsian in this movie, but it still made me sad. When he died, so I had to go watch a scene of him in White Chicks, you know, where he's singing a song like a thousand miles. Just yeah. stay away from that fucking movie, but just watch that scene that because it's bad. Yeah, Aaron Aaron made me sit down and watch that, like actually watch it for the first time a couple weeks ago, and it is just as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> oh, your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh yes, it is, but Terry Cruz is great especially when he's singing the thousand mile song yeah but yeah now i just want to i just want a movie with two arnolds and terry cruz just like sitting around shooting the shit maybe like taking off the shirts and like that that should be what triplets is <laughs> it's like flexing their muscles like their pecs and shit to like music like i just want that for two and a half hours and that'd be good okay so uh so uh, Arnold leads his family up to the helipad where he forces the guards up there to drop their guns and say a couple of pleasantries to his daughter. And then he leads his family to the helicopter. Uh, down in the lab, Fitz takes uh, Yondu's gun and shoots Steven Dwarf and then tells fucking Yondu, he's like, don't bring him back. Like, come on. Like, this dude hasn't done shit since Blade. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Motherfucker's always trying to ice skate up there. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh, okay. Uh, Fitz always also mentions that he's dying and tells Yondu to preheat the oven for his clone. They then take a SIM cord and Yondu helps him down to the clone table thingy. Just then, the uh, power to the building is restored, which locks Barnold in. So he dives into the water that the uncooked clones are marinating in, which I guess, like, he almost died while filming filming this scene. Oh, really? Yeah, like he did a, a Reddit AMA, and someone asked him, uh, "What is the nearest you've ever been to death?" And so he said, "He said I have from two movies. On the sixth day, on the sixth day, there was some like there was a scene where I hide underwater beneath embryos. I'm sorry, he doesn't say I. <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't say I have from two movies. He writes exactly how he talks." <laughs> I have two movie two I have two from movies, but like no comma. Even though the question is, have what what is the nearest you've ever been to death? I have two from movies. On the sixth day there is a scene where I had on the water beneath behind embryos. I did the rehearsal with goggles and everything. The the goggles did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did he write that? No, that Damn that's it. me. Oh man. That would have <laughs> But uh 
God. But when I would have liked him so much more. <laughs> but when we actually shot, I couldn't see. <laughs> Which that's in there. I can't see the goggles. <laughs> Which is which is like that scene came out way before, but it's like oh, I can't see the goggles. They do nothing. <laughs> which I should have read this before because I totally would have reported into that. Anyway, I can't see because the water was so milky. So I ran out of air and went to the. T- so basically, he ran into the air, went to the top, and he realized that like he wasn't in the right place because like mm. everything was covered. So he just starts like he's like I yeah. was trapped. There was a hand that grabbed me and pulled me out, and it was a stunt double. So oh, basically, wow. he'd been watching from router? below. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is that a stunt double? Yeah. we. I think we talked about this in a previous episode. Uh Oh, Peter. No, Dieter. D-I-E-T-E-R. Oh, Dieter wait, was that with the end of days? Yeah, I, I think he's... Okay. Yeah. That that was his like new one. No, uh, the guy's name is Billy Lucas in this one. Oh. But I was thinking of uh his old stunt double, the one that got hurt on a racer, yeah. is actually in this movie. He's... uh. The security, the head security guy is in like the office watching all the stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So basically the stunt guy had been watching him like swim under with uh, uh, from below with tank and goggles. And he's like, and he realized I was in big, big trouble. But yeah, that that's one of the times he almost died. I'll mention the other one when we get to the movie. But I'm just surprised that he almost died in an underwater scene and it wasn't a James Cameron movie. <laughs> Seriously. <Yeah>. That's true. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh so, uh, anyway, so uh, Barnold notices Talia on the catwalk above the water, so he jumps up, grabs her leg, which startles her, and she accidentally, accidentally shoots into the tank and blows out the glass, which I think means all the, like, marinated clones will, they're going to go bad, you know? You got to fucking stay in the tank. Yeah. yeah. But, so she ends up tangled up in some tubes hanging over the water. She tries to, like, shake Barnold, Barnold off, but he, but she just ends up hanging herself like a... You know, like the fucking British dude. Like fucking Tony. Yeah, the guy in Tarzan. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, Clayton. Fucking, yeah, like fucking Clayton does in Tarzan. So mm-hmm. I'm sure like fucking Tony... Uh, Goldwyn. Tony Goldwyn. Tony Goldwyn <laughs> was, was happy about that. It was like, his idea. Yeah, he's like, no, no. But what... I, I just did this movie. <laughs> I just did Tarzan. And, uh, you know, we hung a guy in that movie. So yeah. maybe she could die like that. Yeah, we're also talking about Genesis. <laughs> Phil Collins did the music for that. You know, it ties it all back together. Exactly. <laughs> So uh, over in the lab, Drucker notices that water's spilling out. So and sees his clone. Sorry if I if I start using the wrong name. I'm pretty buzzed right now. But anyway, so over in the lab, Fitz notices that the water spilling out. Sees his clone is only eighty four percent done cooking before being interrupted. So he like kind of like starts the process to take it out anyway. And also mm-hmm. like Yondu was knocked out because he was next to the tank when the glass broke and was slammed in, into the wall by all the water. So anyway, Drucker is uh, syncing up his very undercooked gooey clone and kind of gives it a once over and has a look on his face like fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're ugly as as shit. But with yeah. that voice, you're still kind of handsome. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> but, so, um, you look less like a nerd we, somehow, though. It's kind of weird. But all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerds. That's what he is. <laughs> I would call him powder, but he's all wet. <laughs> <laughs> Rue, I don't know. Cake batter. Um, <laughs> uh, so, can his clone see without glasses? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll get to that in a second. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, also, we... wasn't his. Uh, didn't they say at some point the cloning process takes like two hours? Yeah. So, well, 
I I don't know. Did they? I think they no, did. No, I think, I think earlier I think, he was like. I think he said that we can have the clone done within two hours. That might. Oh, maybe. Again, yeah. I, okay. Again, I feel like this is like the screenwriters like trying to clean up their shit. Like, yeah. write the script and then go through it again. Like, okay, we got to like get rid of any sort of like, you know. But uh, so we then see Arnold drop his family off on the ground, put them in a taxi and tell him he has to go back to the lab. Back at the lab, though, Barnold takes the gun off of Yondu, who's under a pile of raw clones and is dead, I guess. I don't. Yeah, he got taken out and just like is not in the movie anymore. Yeah, like which, which I was like, OK, I watched the first time and I was I started drinking. So I was like, OK, well, I think he comes back and I'm not sure because I was going to mention it before. But then like he's fucking out. For the movie. And then I'm assuming he dies in the explosion. Presumably, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so meanwhile, Drucker's like medium rare clone suddenly wakes up and starts taking the clothes off of the Dine Drucker. And Dine Drucker looks at him all shocked by this and is like, you're not going to wait till I'm dead. So then medium rare Drucker is like, nah, bro, I got shit to do. So then like Barnold enters the room as medium rare is finishing getting dressed and tells he he ends up telling Barnold about how they put defects in the clones and he can help. Like he's like, let me help you like identify what's wrong with you basically he's like we can go up into the lab office up there and i'll do that barnold once again reacts in the most reasonable manner possible by blowing up the fucking lab office (laughs) with all the sim cords inside Uh, barnold then shows medium rare how undercooked he is in the mirror which just like shocks the shit out of medium rare drucker because apparently when he was getting dressed he was looking straight up in the air yeah it didn't (laughs) look at his arms well, he yeah. wasn't wearing his glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good point. Like, maybe he wasn't wearing his glasses. But he can't f- feel that. I have to mention one line here, which I thought was, like, genuinely good writing, like, genuinely hor- hilarious, is that he's, like, trying to negotiate with Arnold. And at one point, he's like, hey, man, we can negotiate. You ain't got no problem with me. This yes. guy's the one who tried to kill you. <laughs> I was like, that's genuinely, I thought that was hilarious. Like, this this movie does, a, like, it's, again, it's like they wrote a movie that was too smart and then the studio was like you need to dumb this shit down and we will fucking mm-hmm. make it because yeah. like that's a line that was like in in like a i'm gonna forget to bring that up later but that that's a fucking good point like because i heard that and i was like damn this this movie is written really well but in a stupid fucking way yes yeah um, yeah i got two things uh about this yeah okay first of all medium rare is not undercooked so I know. Fuck you for saying. I know. That. And, and, <laughs> no, no. I know. I know. And, and I was as I was as I was reading that. I'm like, fucking. I, I knew. I was like, Joe's gonna catch it. Like, fucking working <laughs> at a restaurant. But I was like, I don't want to do rare because then I'm like, but medium rare. Like, if yeah, anything, medium anyway. rare is over. Oh, because he works in a restaurant. Yeah. Um, I thought you were gonna tell me he's like a steak nerd too. Well, no, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> but also, second of all, speaking of nerd shit, I really hope they're. Their DBA, their fucking database administrator is making regular offsite backups of their data. You know, like I really hope he's on top of this shit because like you can have redundancy and everything. But if all your servers are just in one place and that building gets blown up, everything's fucked. So I hope they're making, you know, they got servers located across the world. They're making regular offsite backups and everything. So, yeah, if our thing manages to blow up, like we have everything backed up. Uh, So... God help the man if he didn't do it. But also, who's going to talk shit? Because all his bosses yeah. <laughs> are dead. So, you know. I like how uh, when regular Arnold is like turning off the, like shutting off the power for the building, it looks like a like 
power like switchboard thing that would be on Star Trek. Like it's just got a bunch of like red buttons and like random. Like mm-hmm. it just looks old as shit. Which was is what you were like when your uh, comment reminded me of. Anyway, yeah, uh, he shows fucking Drucker him in the, himself in the mirror, and then all of a sudden, fucking Dine Drucker comes up and stabs Barnold. Although like. He might have been stabbing him, but I guess it's possible that he just wanted to use a thermometer on medium red rucker to see if he was done yet, but then accidentally <laughs> stabbed like Barnold instead, you know? It's I mean, you never know. He's like, shit, I missed. Anyway, uh Barnold knocks off Dine Drucker and then punches out fucking super rare, which I'm um, anyway. You can call super him medium rare red which <laughs> Yeah. It's funny. Which probably got like his hands all gross. Because like, Ooh, call him soft boiled. <laughs> that's, <a, laughs> that's good right there. <laughs> Which he uh, he got his fucking hands all. Um, he's fucking gooey as shit. <laughs> so uh, Bartled he heads to the oxygen oxygen room, ignites the fuse to, for the thermite bomb thingy. As uh, fucking soft boiled wakes up. Barnold reaches the roof and begins another shootout with security guards while making his way to the helipad. And fucking Softboiled reaches the roof just as the real Arnold shows out shows shows up in the chopper. Real Arnold is like, "Come on, get to the chopper!" But like Barnold is, <laughs> gets shot in the leg by fucking Softboiled Drucker while like who I just realized looks like the guy in RoboCop that gets covered in toxic waste. Oh yeah, the melty guy. Yes, exactly. So anyway, uh, Arnold jumps out of the chopper, hands Barnold the helicopter remote control, and begins shooting at the security guards. Barney then brings the helicopter right up behind Melty Drucker. So fucking Drucker jumps to the glass ceiling below, which breaks, and he falls like a kajillion stories to the lobby. But unfortunately, (laughs) doesn't splat all over the fucking floor like, you know, like the toxic waste guy does in RoboCop when fucking Red Red Foreman hits him with his car. (laughs) That was awesome. Yeah. But also... I was way too young to see that when I was little. So I think I watched that when I was like six. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that movie's pretty violent. It's the same director <laughs> yeah. as um, Super, not Super Troopers, um, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. <laughs> Super Troopers. Um, I want to. Yeah, s- Total Recall. He directed. <laughs> and, but I like and how, Total Recall. Yeah, I like how I can see Erica like disapprovingly shaking her head. Because she knows that she, my dad let me watch that when I was like six years old, and she's just like <laughs> yeah. shaking her hand, like because she said before, like a- age appropriate. That is not age appropriate. Oh, definitely not. And she's still yeah. shaking her head, like but yeah, very violent. We've it's already talked pretty about fucked this. up right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in this scene, he, he um, fucking fits or medium rare. Or I'm sorry, soft boiled fits just fucking face plants. Like he hits <laughs> yes. that shit yeah. and just like bends yeah. backwards, like oh good lord! Like I, I kind of prefer that over the splatter. Like if it's like an extreme splatter, that's one thing, but just the way he yeah. fucking hits and like bends over, he's like oh good god! Uh, I, I, and we get a we get a good old like uh, dummy effect too, where yes. they just drop a dummy on the floor, <laughs> which is I love dummies. Yeah. <laughs> like they're yep. so funny. Like I, I abhor seeing like real violence like watching any of that mm-hmm. i mean i besides football but whatever um this kind <laughs> of like disgusts me and makes me feel weird but i yeah. fucking love fake violence like any of that yes. fake shit mm-hmm. it just yeah. amuses me so much and i it's such cartoon a contrast violence. yeah but not even like yeah. cartoon violence like when uh um spoilers for predator uh when like Carl Weathers gets his arm chopped or shot or lasered off, I guess, and he's like still shooting, I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. Um, 
But if <laughs> like if I were to watch like a real video of that, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm disgusted, and I wouldn't no, be able to get it out yeah, of my head. It, yeah, it, that, that's like, basically I, like I cartoon can't watch. Runs, so. Yeah. yeah, I can't watch videos of like real people like breaking their ankles or whatever. Yeah, oh, God. but I can watch that shit in any movie. <laughs> like, I think Cronenberg is the only person who actually makes it where I'm like, oh God, I can't look at that. <laughs> yeah. Like in The Fly when he breaks his arm in the arm wrestling match, that fucks me up. But no, like, how awesome would it have been if, like, yes, I the the landing on the face, I was like, ooh, man, that was great. But like, if he just would have <laughs> yeah. fell in the fell in the ground and then like splattered like a water balloon just like and blood everywhere it would just been fucking great <laughs> like like he like fucking robocop which is like he hits him with that car and he just fucking explodes yeah it would have made more sense <laughs> but you know pg-13 yeah so. yeah okay so uh up on the roof both uh both arnold's jump to the helicopter as a thermite bomb goes off and shit explodes and they manage to gain control of the chopper right before it's a building we're going to go to the end. Any other thoughts on this action, like the rest of these scenes before? Um, yeah, at one point, um, they're getting out of the chapa, and Arnold's like, go to your mother's house, stay there. But, like, <laughs> why did they wait till they get out of the chopper to, like, talk about that? Why weren't, why wasn't he, like, before, like, hey, man, <laughs> just go to your mom's house. Solid point. Yeah, he's got to spend, like, the fucking 20 seconds to, like, tell her what to do or whatever. What the fuck? Maybe he was trying to think of a pun the whole time. Ah. Like, like as he got down there, so he's like, he's like, okay. She's like, well, what are we going to do? No, no, no. I will tell you when we get to the ground. But then he's like, come on, come on, come on. You only have a couple seconds left. Yeah. He's like, fuck it. I got to play it. St- we're gonna, we, it's time to play it straight. Just tell her. <laughs> so like, he's like, and then like, he like, as it didn't show his face, but maybe he was like, like, as he like pulls away, he's like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I couldn't think of, I tried. Like he couldn't, because he couldn't think of anything. It's not time for jokes, Arnold. No, it's always time. Like no matter the situation, you know. Like if I kill, like I gotta see something. If I'm not having fun, what are we even doing here? <laughs> uh, so uh, okay, so the next day we see them both back at the airfield with Barnold petting Michael Rapport's cat, and we like just getting fucking philosophical as fuck. Just like, <laughs> am I really human? Do I have a soul? So regular Arnold mentions that Barnold, uh, like Barnold's DNA scan came back normal and he has no defects. But then Barnold mentions that he is going out to sea for three weeks and thanks Arnold for letting him say goodbye to their family. And I love the way that regular Arnold tries to comfort him. He's just like, you put your family, you put your life on the line for your family. Remember that when you're out to sea trying to figure out if you're actually a real person or not. Like just like shoving his face. You're not, you're not actually a real person. So, you know, yeah. remember, I don't. Remember that we don't like clones. Try to, try to think about that while you're out there. Yeah. Uh, at first, I was like, "Why is why does Arnold just make Barnold his other pilot?" But then I think he is because they spray painted like Argentina on there, so he's gonna yeah. go. Yeah, he's gonna go like start a franchise. Yeah, yeah. But also, it's kind of a dick move. Like, what if Barnold doesn't want to go? Like, if I somehow got cloned, uh, you know, I wouldn't be like, "Hey, man, get the fuck out." I'd be like, "Hey, man." Get to work. Let's make some money and uh, you know, move <laughs> you to a bigger place. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't have any kids, but I wouldn't want, like, clone me to just be out on the street, you know? I would want to be around my family. I mean, we could both work part-time jobs and probably make more money than one of us doing a full-time job. <laughs> Other than one gets to sit at home. Yeah, just exactly. Cesar Barnold, because he's 
a literal clone of himself and he's just well, like all right yeah. well gotta say goodbye to my I, wife and kids now just because i'm a clone or something i don't know and also hank is just dead like he's hank? just gone uh, yeah sorry. yeah i, I <laughs> didn't remember his name but i have it in my notes um sorry michael Ravaport is just dead and that sucks because he's just like well he's gone no one mentions it no it's like we got his cat and that's the end of it yeah but you that jerk off chair was loaded onto the helicopter <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he doesn't have his wife around anymore <laughs> yeah no you take the chair with you you need it more than i do <laughs> i also think it would have been funny if barnold just decided to keep letting arnold think that he was the clone and they just took over his <laughs> yeah. life yeah and then made arnold go out to sea like, <laughs> and which is also kind of possible because they didn't actually show that the reverse happened. Like, Barnold's the one that found out that, like, how they figured out that they're clones. Yeah, it's true. It's like, look at me, look at me. I'm the Arnold now. And it's like, what? No, no, you're Barnold. It's like, but I never worked in a barn. Like, you just fuck it. Which, if this movie would have done well, they could have swung it around to to where it's like, uh, fucking Barnold's out, like, doing whatever he's doing have to see and then he figures out that he's not the clone and so he's like that son of a bitch and then he's got to kill himself <laughs> oh. come back damn <laughs> fucking yeah. st- i gotta hit up steven souza soon yeah, like that's <laughs> i just thought of another <laughs> movie for him to write okay so anyway the biggest uh, threat to man is arnold <laughs> the only one that can save us is arnold it's like arnold for some <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is Barnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, it's like Street Fighter, you know, when you pick the same character. One's got like a gray suit and one's like got a slightly darker gray one. Be like that. So, uh, uh, so Barnold arrives at his home and gives Meowko Rappaport... <laughs> uh. I've drank just enough to where that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good one. Uh, he gives Miyoko Rappaport to his daughter, which I think was best summed up by our friends over at cinemacats.com. <laughs> you reference them a lot. <laughs> Sorry, they wrote, for once, it was nice to find out what happened to the cat in their final musings for the movie, which, you know. Yeah. So sure. Now- oh, I, I mean, yeah. Um, it showed that Arnold is okay with clones. Yeah, exactly. It was much better than what happened with End of Days, which that poor cat. Do you think Arnold and Barnold either fought or fucked? Apparently, I was I was gonna say there was a there was a moment at the end there they they shared kind of a tender look. I was like kiss 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 kiss. <laughs> yeah, because that's pretty much the only thing you can do if you end up cloning yourself. Exactly. You gotta yeah. You gotta know who's the better fighter and who's the better lover. Yeah. I yeah. I guess. I mean, <laughs> well, there's a cracked article by Dan O'Brien about this, and he makes a very convincing point of, yes, those are the only two things you can do if you end up cloning yourself. Fucking so. or fighting. Or both. So, uh, <laughs> he then uh, gives his daughter a long hug, but we don't see him saying goodbye to his horny wife. So I'm assuming he took her upstairs for like a one last like quickie, you know? Come on. <laughs> anyway. We next we see him loading a helicopter onto what I'm assuming is Barnold's boat as we get one last shot of the helicopter flying over before cutting like kind of like cutting to flashbacks and then cutting the black. Yeah, once again they thought we were being real edgy, like uh, trying to blow your mind, being like, "Oh, but this whole thing was a sin copy." Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, 
Because it, it the, the literally the last frame is the vision test machine, but like a point of view shot of it. Okay. Mm. Well, I just thought it was the entire movie in reverse. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I thought too. Um. So yeah, that last shot is a Vancouver because this movie was filmed in Vancouver, and Vancouver's the most beautiful city I've ever seen. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> Vancouver's right above you, but above, uh, above you, right? Correct, and it is a lot bigger than. Seattle and San Francisco. Really? Yeah. You wouldn't expect it, but it is. Is it like New York like style big? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, I don't know. And Van- Vancouver stands in for a lot of cities and movies, right? Correct. Yeah, and even some movies that are like set in Seattle or just filmed in Vancouver. But Vancouver mm. they film a lot there. But it is mm. ridiculously beautiful and unexpectedly big. That's what she said. Mm. Um but yeah, <laughs> uh, if anybody gets a chance, I'd highly recommend going there because it is definitely the Pacific Northwest, but it's surrounded by mountains, but a lot closer than, you know, like Salt Lake City and shit. But it's also mm-hmm. a very metropolitan area. But yeah, I would recommend everybody to go there. It's awesome. Now we're going to do something extremely fun. We're going to play a wonderful game called Who is My Daddy? And what does he do? Yes? Okay, so now it's time for my favorite part. Um, And it's only my favorite because it's mine. Uh, Some names from the movie. There's not a lot for for this one, so I'm really stretching here. So deal with me. Uh, Well, the first one was Mondo Steve. And I'm like, (laughs) that's a stupid name. (laughs) I I saw that one. Yeah, but then I realized it was the caterer. So it's just the name of a company. So I was like, oh... Oh, that was fun. Um, the apprentice editor is Angus Spottiswood, which is just somebody related to the director. Um, oh. But Angus Spottiswood. Is, is it really? I would imagine. It's the same fucking last name. And it's an apprentice. So, you know, nepotism. Mm. But I just said the name Angus <laughs> Spottiswood is quite a uh, quite a name. Um, dubbing editor <laughs> named Wiley Statesman. Which just it's like a wily politician. Sounds like a Doctor Strange love character. Um, so there was a finisher, which I wasn't sure what that was. Was that kind of like a fluffer, but more in the future? No, it's like the thing you do at the end of a Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that was my thought too. Uh, there's Chris Grossnickel. Right, I'm sorry, Grossnickel. Uh, <laughs> Which is just like weird. when you find a nickel on the ground, yeah, and yeah, you're like, Ugh, gross. <laughs> Nickels, gross. Exactly. Uh, actually, there's three of them. Which it this was like halfway down. So there's a lot of finishers with weird names. So oh, I thought you meant like there was like three three gross nickels was that what that was? Yeah, damn, fifteen cents. <laughs> it was gross nickel, <laughs> gross dime, and gross quarter. By the way, real quick, it looks like once you once you move your head back. Towards the mic, it looks like you are have one of those like things where that goes into your like that's you're pulling beer out of like just pretend to drink right now, and it looks like like you're <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, like it looks like you're drinking your beer out of a straw like yeah exactly it's <laughs> 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 great I know it, it kind of goes right on there so it's like a giant mustache. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. 
<laughs> okay, keep going. All right. Sorry. So I got another finisher, Garth Winkless, which is that was not very interesting, but a guy who can't sleep. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry, I, I was stretching for these ones. Um, uh, Christine Papa Lexus. <laughs> just, just I guess there's people out there with the last name Papa John, and it's not just like the racist pizza guy. But um, I guess there's people out there now with uh, the last name Papa Lexus. So we got two people who did lighting. Somebody named Juck Sossaman, but Juck is J-U-C-K. So it's not quite Jack. <laughs> it's not quite Chuck. It's Juck, <laughs> which is a really dumb name. Uh, uh, and then another lighting person is just named Min, M-I-N. That's it. Really? All right. Yep. Single name. Min. I like the yeah. confidence. Uh, this one's really dumb. Um, digital compositor named Liz Lord, which I, I imagine is like a, a a a name to somebody who likes lizards. Like, hey, come on, Liz Lizard Lord, like Liz Lord. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds sounds like a Power Rangers yeah. film. <laughs> uh, I got Dan Winkett. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a CGI animator. Inventor of the chair. <laughs> uh, and also, the last one is a. Uh, so, okay, you know the name Rick usually comes from Richard, and then you also get Dick from Richard. Uh, this production man- manager is Rick Merkin. And if you're not familiar with a Merkin <laughs> is, it's basically a. Uh, a toupee but for your junk um so this person is essentially dick merkin so they have a uh a little dick wig and that's pretty much it i hope you all found this as uh, as amusing as i did but probably not. okay so uh half of those i was laughing at for the names and then i'd say about 10 percent of those i was laughing because once you mentioned the beard thing with the with the cord I keep singing it, and it is making me laugh every single time it syncs up. Like, <laughs> like, like right there, it's like, oh, he's got a he's got a nice little mustache. He does. It's gone right down to his stomach. It is. I don't know why I went British, but you know. <laughs> Alrighty, and that wraps up part two. Tune in next week as we finish up the sixth day with some trivia. Irons pumped and our final thoughts on the movie. But until then, though, I guess we'll. Did the party reach the.